Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to another episode of the Films with Feral podcast. Appreciate you guys making the time here um, to join us on the fourth installment. That's right, we haven't been canceled yet of this podcast. Big shout out to Apple Podcasts for finally allowing me to actually get some space on their application. So feel free to search Films with Feral on the Apple Podcasts. Now streaming really anywhere uh, now too. Uh, check us out on Instagram, films underscore with underscore feral. Uh, you can follow the real page um, at Hollywood underscore feral uh, naturally as well. Uh, big things going on on social media. We're looking to maybe branch out into YouTube as well. Really appreciate you guys making the time here. Uh, keep the viewing, keep the viewers coming, uh, keep the viewers going. Um, you know, and one thing, very proud. If you're a regular fan of the show, you will notice that a lot of our sponsors are dealing with, uh, you know, really troubling subjects such as hemorrhoids, such as uh, diapers, diarrhea, uh, things like that. So very happy to kind of um, actually find a sponsor for this episode. Takes us a little bit in a different space. So uh, the leading, leading company in erectile dysfunction, Dougie's Dingers. Uh, Now, Dougie's Dingers, the most popular man at the nudist colony can hold two cups of coffee and a dozen donuts. Dougie's Dingers. We'll get things started here, folks. Thanks for joining. So I'm sitting down getting ready to try to find a film for you guys, for, for you know us to talk about, us to review. I uh, was really looking forward to kind of tackling the M. Night Shyamalan movie that had just came out old. Um, I was preparing myself, making sure that um, you know I was loaded up my caffeine, wasn't going to have any nightmares just because I wasn't going to be sleeping. Uh, tickled me surprised when I find out that this movie was not on any sort of streaming site uh, like Fandango or anything like that. It's actually only in theaters. So that was pretty depressing. So, you know, we're scouring the Fandango uh, website. I didn't have enough time to actually go to uh, the movie theater before we did this. So, you know, looking at different movies that are on there, um, one really grabbed my attention. Just the, you know, the, I guess the poster, if you will, the digital poster uh, that kind of just drove me into, hey, let's watch this trailer. Trailer had me instantly hooked. With the supporting cast that I will read off, it would really get anyone that probably watches this show hooked if you love comedy. Um, I mean, just a, a star studded list of supporting characters. Now, the movie is titled How It Ends. Uh, it's a 2021, more of a, an independent type film. It did very well at Sundance, from what I can see. Uh, it was a straight to stream. It's on Fandango. Uh, cost me about $10. Thank God we have, uh, you know, the sponsors. I, I was able to dip into that sponsorship fund and actually, you know, pay for me to uh, purchase this movie or rent this movie, what have you. Um, now, the movie does star Zoe Lister-Jones. Now, Zoe's been in a lot of different television shows. Uh, you would know her probably in a lot of different indie shows as well, but uh, most notably, when I see her, I think of an arc she had on the show New Girl. Um, that's where I know her from. Uh, and then another one, um, I guess this would be the, um, you know, I guess the second main player in this was uh, Kaylee Spaney. Uh, I had never really heard of her looking at her IMDb. Uh, it's pretty cluttered with a lot of different movies that she has been in. So good for her. I just never had heard from her. Uh, never had heard of her, rather. Um, the movie was written and directed uh, by Zoe Lister-Jones and her husband, Daryl Wine. thought that was interesting. Uh, kind of like a husband-wife uh, combo right there. Um, you know, actually directing um, and writing this. 
Um, but yeah, so you know, those two are really our main players, the supporting cast. What got me hooked? You have Nick Kroll, Fred Armistead, Bradley Whitford, Olivia Wilde, Charlie Day, Whitney Cummings, Paulie Shore. Paulie Shore is in this movie for maybe about five, ten minutes, but he is in this movie. And you have Helen Hunt, just to name a few. Um, I mean, it is an absolutely star-studded cast. When I watched the trailer, I was instantly hooked. I love the premise. It involves, um, you know, Zoe Lister-Jones, her name is Eliza. It's Eliza and her younger self. Um, her younger self, obviously, just kind of like a, you know, a fictitious character that's following her around on the last day of Earth. That's right. It's the last day on Earth. Uh, we have a meteor hitting Earth, going to just completely evaporate everything at 2 a.m., you know, how are you going to spend your last days on Earth? Uh, so, you know, really, the trailer did it for me. Um, had never heard about this movie at all. But, um, you know, definitely, if you haven't checked this out already, I would recommend checking out this movie before we go any further in the podcast, um, especially if you love those actors. I mean, it it does have its funny moments throughout. We'll break this down here in a little bit. But um, definitely has its really good parts um, so definitely strongly recommend. Uh, speaking of strongly recommending, if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, we give you Dougie's Dingers. So before we go any further in the podcast, this is that fun little part where I mentioned just go watch the damn movie uh, if you haven't already because we are going to be dropping some spoilers, some thoughts on the movie, just kind of a breakdown, what to expect, you know, general thoughts towards this movie. So go pay your $10, go watch your movie, hit the pause button, come back, um, you know, hit the unpause button, let's finish this thing off. But, um, you know, really some things that I found very interesting about this movie. So... Uh, again, the trailer absolutely hooked me. When you have a cast like that and you're just showing the whole ensemble throughout the trailer, I am hooked um, immediately. I love Nick Kroll. I love Fred Armisen. I love Bradley Woodford. I love Olivia Wilde. I love all those guys, um, whether it be movies, TV shows. If if one of them are in it, more than likely, I'm going to watch it. Um, this film, this is actually Zoe Lister-Jones' fourth movie that she had directed. I had no clue that she was big in directing, but her and her husband actually came up with this entire concept during quarantine, and they were able to actually shoot the entire movie during quarantine. Uh, she was on Jimmy Fallon talking about how they had about four crew members throughout the whole movie, and pretty much all of the characters, all of like the actors, were pretty much six feet apart the entire time. Um, really, the movie involves Zoe Lister-Jones, Eliza, uh, walking around with her younger self, um, just kind of, you know, coming to terms, you know, saying goodbye, um, almost a reconciliation of sorts with uh, people throughout her life, her estranged mother, her estranged father, um, you know, some of her friends that she might have thrown away many years ago, um, the ex-boyfriends, um, even kind of coming to terms with herself. So, in that aspect, you know, it, it was pretty interesting, just the whole concept, but the fact that they were able to actually shoot this when no one else was really, uh, to my knowledge, actually shooting things during quarantine. I think I, it's, I mean, if I'm guessing here, the, you know, in terms of production, I mean, it, it couldn't have cost a lot of money to shoot because you're literally just, it looks like you are walking around a neighborhood, like a, a development in LA and just kind of shooting this movie. Um, so kind of some fun facts about that. Uh, it really reminded me of a Steve Carell movie, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Um, you know, in that movie, Steve Carell and I believe it's Keir Knightley um, come together, um, just seeking a friend for the end of the world. Very similar concept. Hey, the world's about to end. Um, you know, let's make friendship. Let's, you know, reconcile with ourselves um, and things along those lines. So it really reminded me of that. 
uh, from just kind of like the basic plot of it. Um, you know, so I, it, it was an interesting movie. If you like indies, uh, really hardcore, you will find maybe nothing wrong with this movie. Um, you know, a couple things that kind of just drove me a little bit crazy. So, I mean, it's only an hour and a half. So, you know, it's an indie kind of comedy, dramedy, fantasy, sci-fi, what have you with the whole end of the world thing. But I just, I, for me, there just wasn't enough development. Okay, you would bring in a Nick Kroll uh, at the very beginning of the movie. He buys all the drugs at the dispensary. Uh, he is going to trip on, you know, basically trip balls. Um, and it, that's when you're actually kind of shown that, hey, these characters now, for some reason, they can actually see your younger self as well. Uh, just everything is a lot more, like, enlightened, I guess, or, you know, something along those lines. And Nick Kroll jokes that, you know, he threw his younger self off a cliff, and it's possible. Like, hey, if you don't want to hang out with this person, you don't have to. So, you know, that was pretty funny. Uh, immediately after that, you're introduced to Fred Armisen. That was pretty funny as well. But it really kind of just goes downhill a little bit after that. I mean, you have some great comedic actors in these supporting roles that she's just kind of passing along the way. Um, you know, and I, I just wish there was a lot more development there. I feel like it could have, you know, maybe it, it just could have been funnier. Uh, you know, we could have dug a little bit deeper. We could have dug a little bit deeper into the backstories. We could have maybe just, uh, you know, prolonged the time that these actors are on scene uh, doing what they do best, just making people laugh. Uh, Charlie Day's was pretty funny. Could have probably been drawn out a little bit more. Olivia Wilde's might have been a little bit too long. We could have made that a little bit funnier. Um, even Pauly Shores, we could have made that a little bit funnier as well. I don't know. But, um, you know, it has its sad moments. You know, her also kind of reconciling with her estranged father and Bradley Whitford, her estranged mother and Helen um, and Helen Hunt right there as well. So, you know, it, it has its its happy parts. It has its sad parts. But um, overall, it, it just doesn't really um, doesn't really do it for me. I would give this I mean, it, it's a decent movie as far as indies go. I mean, the fact that this was written and you know, shot during the pandemic. I mean, I have to give it at least one thumb up for that, um, you know, just because no one else was really doing things like that. So you were able to kind of defy the odds and, you know, actually get something shot during, you know, especially if this was shot in LA. I think it was shot in LA. Uh, basically, when everything's just shut down, you're over here, you know, in a little complex, actually able to shoot this movie. So, you know, I'm going to at least give it a thumbs up for that but in terms of overall story overall development overall um just everything it you know i'm gonna give it maybe a thumbs up and a a thumb sideways kind of pointing down uh you know it's not gonna get my two fat thumbs up um you know like some of the other movies have got so far it's gonna get a thumbs up uh for the effort the work that this was put in and then kind of a, a thumbs thumb sideway point down because we can do that because it's my show um you know it just didn't have enough for me i love indie films um you know and by indie films i mean you know this does check a lot of the boxes you have your funny scenes you have your sad scenes um there just wasn't enough substance or development for me to really go in and think damn like i fucking love this movie and I think I might have got my hopes up a little bit too high when I watched this trailer. When I watched this trailer, I'm thinking, this is going to be my new favorite movie of all time. This has an outstanding cast. It, it's it got a decent enough story. The world's going to end. Like, what, you know, what about this wouldn't be funny? I mean, if you've seen, um, you know, This is the End with Seth Rogen, 
um, James Franco and all of them. I mean, that is a hilarious movie. Um, you know, it, you're just kind of thinking with this cast, you know, it's probably not going to be up to par with that kind of funny because it's going to be a different kind of funny, but it just doesn't do it for me. I did laugh. I did see that there were some sad moments in there. You know, I'm not going to take away from that at all, but just really didn't do it for me. If you like indie movies, I would, again, strongly recommend checking this movie out. If you have checked it out, um, you know, let me know. I mean, like I mentioned, we have that Instagram page now. Feel free to comment, uh, you know, your thoughts on that movie on the, um, you know, on the Instagram page. Hey, once we get to YouTube, not right now, but if you see it's on YouTube, comment in that comment section. I want to hear from you guys as well what your thoughts are on these movies. I could be way off base. Um, you know, judging by some of the reviews I have seen while I was looking at this movie as well, um, it's kind of mixed reviews. Some people absolutely love it. Some people absolutely hate it. I'm kind of right in the middle. Um, you know, I, you know I, I, want, I wanted to like it a lot more just based on the cast, but in terms of the overall story and development of the characters, it just didn't do it for me. You had a great group of people, and we just weren't really able to get it done. There was no big shock factors. Um, you know, it, it is a cool story about kind of, you know, reconciling with your loved ones, with your friends, and more importantly, yourself. So, you know, at, at that stage of it, I thought that was pretty cool. Young Eliza um, and current Eliza kind of coming to terms with each other as well, um, you know, kind of finding that inner peace right before the world is going to end. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool, but, you know, it, the, the rest of the movie just didn't do it for me as much as I wanted to. Really appreciate you guys making the time here today to join me on another adventure of this podcast. Again, if you like it, keep subscribing, keep coming back. We're trying to post out this weekly content. Um, you know, hopefully next week we'll find a, we'll find another good one here for you. If I make it to the movie theater, which I would love, hopefully it's the end of that Shyamalan movie. If not, stay tuned. Um, like I said, we like to keep it going just um, until a lot of movies start hitting theaters. Just with these roundabout movies that you might find on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Um, you know, during quarantine, obviously we're watching a lot of movies. We're burning through a lot of the regulars. Uh, we're watching a lot of television series. We don't really kind of know what we're going to watch next so the point of this podcast is hey we're going to talk about movies a lot of current ones but also kind of you know the ones that you might just want to take a chance on you know it's late at night you and the girlfriend boyfriend significant other are looking for something to watch and it's like hey you know what let's go ahead and give this a watch i you know i hear pretty decent things or hey you know is this any good check it out so you know We'll see what we have for the uh, the fifth episode. You know, hoping not to get canceled by then. But um, speaking of canceling things here, we would really not be anywhere. We would be probably canceled if it wasn't for the help of our sponsors. So again, uh, Dougie's Dingers. Why take a whiff when you could hit it with a stiff? Dougie's Dingers. You folks have a great time. Thanks for joining.